This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. You're listening to Meow Mix, a Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Jerry. My name is Steven. And on this episode, we're going to talk about the Carolina Panthers signings, free agent signings of 2020. 2020. Yep. Um, We've already gone over some of these. Uh, I think we mentioned, you know, Teddy Bridgewater. We mentioned some of the, uh, a couple of the signings, I guess, but we've actually done quite a few signings since the last podcast, so there's quite a bit to talk about today. Yeah, and we actually have numbers, too, to go with Teddy Bridgewater right. and Trey Boston, so we can look into those a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, first off, Jerry, mm-hmm. how are you doing? Everything okay? Are you surviving? I am surviving. Uh, you know, we're being very cautious with the two-month-old baby, you know, not nope. leaving the nope. house, Instacarting. Luckily, we're on parental leave, so we don't have to leave for work or anything. Uh, I know Mecklenburg, I live in Cabarrus County. We're all on lockdown, stay-at-home orders. The wife and I have been playing a lot of Mario Kart, you know? <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, well, you know, North Carolina as a whole went on the stay-home order uh, a few days ago, so we're all in the same boat now. I live in Iredale County, and they were holding out. They were not going to go on lockdown at all. They were determined not to, but uh, the governor forced their hand, I guess. So, yeah, we've been kind of doing the same thing, just sticking around the house. And, uh, of course, with my wife being pregnant and now eight months pregnant, she's been going to the doctor a couple of times a week at least, sometimes three times a week. So that's been a little nerve-wracking. Um, but, you know, everything going well, so we're just trying to stay safe, you know. Who knows? Yeah. I don't even know if I'll be able to be in the delivery room by the time, you know, she she gives birth because of all this stuff. I mean, I don't know who they're going to let in. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised they haven't let you know or your doctors haven't let you know any well, update. Yeah, they've they've banned all visitors from regular appointments, so I can't even go see, um, like the ultrasounds or anything like that anymore. Huh. So that sucks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we have a two month appointment uh, tomorrow actually, and only one of us is allowed to go in with her. So yeah, isn't that crazy? So I get to drive home and sit in the parking yeah. lot. <laughs> Well, hey, you know, that's not so bad. And I'll listen to Meow Mix podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I kind of relish like the time that I get to go to Target and do our pickup or go, you know, grab fast food or something like that. I'm like, ah, oh, silence. A few moments <laughs> of peace. <laughs> so that's the only time I get to listen to podcasts now is like when I'm doing stuff like that. So, um, all right. Well, glad we're all doing okay so far. Hopefully all you listeners out there are as well. Um, well, let's talk about, uh, let's just talk about the big signing first. Let's talk about Teddy. Uh, the, the numbers are three years, $63 million. It is essentially a two year deal. We can opt out after two years with only $5 million dead cap. So I think those numbers are fine. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm not overly concerned. I don't think we overpaid at all. I kind of thought that Teddy might get $25 million in free agency somewhere. So it's a little less than what I thought he would get. Um, how do you feel about it? I like the signing. I think two years, you know, then we can figure out where we're at. If we're horrible next year, we draft a quarterback, then we have another year of him starting with the rookie quarterback behind him to, you know, tell he's ready to start. I like the deal. Again, not like the way the whole cam situation and him mm-hmm. went down but the deal is nice i like teddy bridgewater i think he's a good quarterback don't know if he's going to be the franchise quarterback but we'll see well i yeah i like it because number one it's a short deal it's not gonna i mean we could even draft a quarterback this year realistically like they could do whatever they wanted it gives them a lot of flexibility um and and I like I would have liked to have kept Cam for this same reason, but Teddy is sort of an unknown right now in mm-hmm. terms of he's got potential, uh, and if he realizes that potential, then he could be a steal, and he could be the franchise guy. I mean, who knows? And if that's the case, great. Uh, I was kind of hoping they'd keep Cam around for the same reason because if he turned out to be healthy and had an outstanding year, then we could have just kept him, and he could have been our franchise quarterback. But obviously, they didn't go that way. But um, yeah, I, I like the deal. Yeah. Let's I, move on to the next next to the next big signing. Okay. Uh the next big signing actually happened after our last podcast. Robbie Anderson, former wide receiver for the New York Jets, two years, twenty million dollars, basically a one year twelve million dollars, and then we can get away pretty easily after that. Uh mm. Robbie Anderson's fifth year we're going into his fifth year in the league. Played for Matt Rule before at Temple. Only 26 years, never broke a hundred thousand uh, yard season, but he's a speedster. Yeah, uh, this one was kind of. I feel like everyone knew this was going to happen that I, he was going to be signed with the Panthers. Like we've been kind of joking about it for even last year before Matt Rule even got here, we were thinking that Robbie Anderson might be traded to the Panthers. You know, so this one sort of has felt like destiny for a while. Yeah, it's really kind of weird. I thought he was going to get more. I thought when we <laughs> when we pro- projected free agents, I said Robbie Anderson earlier, and I I thought it was kind of a pipe dream because I was expecting him to get about fifteen million a year. I don't. That's think, what he wanted. I don't think he's a tr- a number one guy. Let me put that out there. I think he's yeah. a good number two who has speed that can stretch the defense, and I think he's going to fit really nicely here with putting DJ Moore on the opposite side who has speed. Him on the opposite side, and then uh, Curtis Samuel in the slot. I agree. I think Robbie Anderson, uh, he thought he was going to get $15 million a year. I think he was hoping for one of those, you know, number one type receiver deals. And, you know, I, I listened to a lot of other NFL podcasts. They were also, you know, thinking that in sort of a down wide receiver free agent year, that he was the prize and he probably would get that money. But I think because the draft is so deep with wide receivers that people looked at Robbie Anderson and said, well, he's kind of a one trick pony. Mm-hmm. We're not going to pay, you know, a guy like that $15 million a year. I think he was hoping that he'd get that Sammy Watkins deal. You know, Sammy Watkins kind of a similar type of player. They put up very similar stats in their first few seasons. So, I think we got a really good deal. I think we got a, I think we got a good deal, but I also think people need to curb their excitement for him in the simple fact that he's not a number one guy. In my in my eyes, he's not. 
I think he's going to fit this team very well with being the number two guy. So, I mean, look for 800 to maybe 1,000 yards. I don't see yeah. him really breaking out to like a 12, 1,300-yard season here. I think he just has to be an improvement over Curtis Samuel mm-hmm. in that role uh, yeah. in order to be successful. I mean, and then we can move Curtis Samuel to sort of a gadget slot, you know, utilize because he's got a lot of non-wide receiver skills. And he's very shifty. You know, we could use him at running back. We use him all kinds of places that you can't really do with Robbie Anderson. Um, so you, Robbie Anderson is going to be the straight burner guy. We saw how important that was when we had Ted Ginn, mm-hmm. you know, having a, a threat like that. So I love it. I really like the signing. And, and you got to think, too, if you put. I, I like the way our offense is looking. Defense, yeah. we'll get into that later on. But offense, right. our offense is looking pretty good if the O-line can hold up. You have Christian McCaffrey back there, and then you put DJ or uh, Curtis Samuel back there. Then you yep. have DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Then you could split either Christian McCaffrey or Samuel out. They still have a threat of a run. They can. It's could be very dynamic. It really could because all those guys, even DJ uh, Moore, I mean, he led the league in rushing at the mm-hmm. wide receiver position his rookie year. So even he could go back there. So you just have a lot of flexibility with this uh, offense. Speaking of <laughs> the fact that our offense is great and our defense sucks, um, <laughs> here's our here's our biggest defensive signing so far: Stephen Weatherly, mm-hmm. defensive end from Minnesota. Two years, $12.5 million. I don't really know much about this guy. I did a little bit of research on him um, you know, after we signed him. And people in Minnesota really seemed to like him. Even the fans really seemed to like him. He was sort of a super sub, I guess, for them. Yeah, he uh, kind of reminds me of an A.J. Klein that we had here. That we had mm-hmm. Luke Keekly that we knew he wasn't going to see the field as a yeah. starter. But they really liked him, you know. Started a few games in spot duty. Past two seasons had six sacks together. So yeah, it looks like a, his chance to kind of submit himself as a starter in the league. And we'll see if he he's does He's going to have the opportunity because mm-hmm. there's nobody else really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's kind of got the inside track. This is another one of those deals that's a two-year deal, but they've got an out after one year with only $2 million dead cap. So Another one of those deals that they could get out of quickly. Now, all of these deals that we're going to talk about are between one and three years. They haven't signed anybody for over three years uh, in free agency so far. So, And they're getting a lot of young guys. I mean, Stephen Weatherly's 26. Robbie mm-hmm. Anderson's, what, Robbie Anderson, I think, is 26. So, And Bridgewater's, what, 27? Uh, Bridgewater is showing at 28. 28. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, all these guys are young. Well, I, I think what... Matt Rule wants to do is he wants to get younger, he wants to get faster, and he just wants to see some of these younger guys who may have not had a chance to really start their career, see if they can actually prove themselves to be solid starters in the league. Yeah, Rule's in a good position because he took over, he's in a rebuild, but if these guys overperform, then he looks like a genius. And if they underperform, then... We can get out of their contracts really quickly, and it's a rebuild. Yeah. Nobody really is going to blame him. And he has a fat, long contract, so right. it's. I doubt he's going to get fired in two, three years. I think this is going. He has four or five years at least before he is on the chopping block. Yeah, I mean, fat, 
long, girthy, veiny. That's a contract. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, Justin Burris. Let's talk about. Uh... <laughs> oh, that went to a really, really weird place there. Steven, I can see home quarantine is uh, making your computer run a little more often. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> With your verbiage there. Oh, man. All right. Moving on. Uh, our next defensive signing here, Justin Burris, corner from Cleveland. Another uh, two-year deal, eight he, million bucks. He's not a corner. They've already he's said he's listed as cornerback. He he's gonna play safety. They've already said that it's gonna be Justin Burris and Trey Boston mm-hmm. as safeties. Good, because uh, he's played both safety, nickel, and corner. And for, he's coming from Cleveland. He really hasn't had that much starting again. So I guess they're gonna see what he has. Yeah, going to be a lot of trial and error with this team next year. Especially on defense. Who's next? Uh, let me move on here. I was looking up Justin Burris' stats. We have a guard from Cincinnati, 27 years old, named John Miller, signing a one-year, $4 million contract. Probably going to be our starting guard, guys. Maybe. Maybe. Depends on how the draft goes. Hmm. Um, he's a third round pick in 2015. Um, but again, don't know much about him. So yeah, one year deal, they don't have a ton of confidence in him, but hoping that he surprises and shocking news with guards. I am not going to go back and watch tape of John Miller. (laughs) Right. Uh, Uh, yeah. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, we signed another wide receiver. 29-year-old Seth Roberts from Baltimore. One year, $3.7 million. I predict uh, that he will not make the roster. We are stacked with wide receivers on this team. I agree. I I I think he's just a camp guy. I'm shocked they gave him that much money, though. It is a lot of money. Um, That's a lot of money, and... He really hasn't done it. I guess he gets four or 500 yards. I guess being that fourth receiver, that's what he's going to be. I think he's only, it's only like a $600,000 signing bonus though. So I think you cut him. That's all you're on the hook for is $600,000. So Uh, in Oakland, he was getting 45 catches, 43 catches, a little under 500 yards past two seasons there. Then he went to Baltimore 21 catches, 271. And Baltimore didn't throw the ball that much last year, so. I don't know where he fits in on this team. I, I think uh, he's I just depth, a... but that's so much yeah. money for depth. Well, yeah, I don't think, I mean, we signed another guy that we'll talk about here in a minute that I think is going to be the kick returner, so I don't mm-hmm. think he's, you know, in that position. I just think, yeah, I just think he's a camp body. And probably a lot of these guys that we're going to talk about here Next, are just going to be that. Um, so, yeah, don't know much about him. That do, It doesn't excite me, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, moving on, defensive tackle Zach Kerr from Arizona, 30 years old, two years, $3 million. You said camp body. This guy is not going to be it. I think he's going to be a rotational defensive tackle for this team, if not starter, depending on how the draft goes. 
Yeah, everybody's got us slated to take a defensive tackle with our first pick in the draft. You'd hope that that guy would be the starter. Um, but this is fine. Yeah, this he, is fine. He's a journeyman. Started occasionally. Nothing really jumps out at you. Seven and a half sacks in six years. So he's not very much of a sacker. Tackle for loss doesn't look like he's that either. I think he's just a guy who chews up guys up front to free up linebackers. Yeah, and it's a super cheap deal. We could get out of it after this year for two hundred fifty grand. So yeah. no worries. Now another one, Tahir Whitehead, coming from the Raiders. Uh, one year, two point five million dollars. Former captain of Oklahoma's defense or Oakland's defense, now Las Vegas. Oklahoma. Started the past, you know, four years consistently with Detroit and Oakland. I think he is going to be a starter on this team with just a one-year deal. Um, uh, my only caveat to that would be if uh, Isaiah Simmons somehow falls to us in the draft. Yeah. I think he'd probably be the guy. Well, But, I mean, Tahir Whitehead, you know, he's, look at his stats. They're pretty good. I mean, he's had over 100 tackles the last four years. Had 132 uh, in 2016. It was his high. I don't think he's ever made the Pro Bowl. No. But um, I think he's going to be He's going to be fine. Yeah, I think he's a solid player. I'm shocked yeah. we didn't sign him to a longer deal than one year unless that was his decision. Um, of course, he played for Matt Rule in Temple. A lot of these of guys course. have had connections to Matt Rule in the future. Uh, I heard a rumor that we're changing the name to the Carolina Owls or mm-hmm. Bear Owls. Mm-hmm. Or Bowels. Bowels. <laughs> yeah, I like the Bowels because that's what it's going to be this year. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised that he didn't have a bigger market uh, just as – he seems like a good player. So I'm, I was happy about this. He's a name that I've heard before, yeah. which is not a lot of these guys are not names that I've heard before. So Tier Whitehead's a guy that I've heard before, so – um, yeah, yeah, one year deal, you know, nothing to get too excited about, but I like it. Yeah, I like it. Did you say two year deal or was a one year deal? One year deal oh. for two and a half million. Okay. Uh, moving um, on, the other wide receiver you discussed earlier, Pharaoh Cooper from Arizona, 25 years old, uh, one year deal, 1.2 million. Uh, a Pro Bowl <laughs> kick returner, that's what he's going to be here, a kick returner. Yeah. Something we haven't had in a while. Yeah, so that way we don't have to trot trot Christian McCaffrey out there because (laughs) he needs rest. Yeah, and we need a good we need we need vast improvement on special teams this year, and the kick return, punt return is going to be part of that. So I hope this guy works out. It seems like the last God, I don't even remember when the last time we had a top guy was i guess ted ginn no he was he wasn't even that good here remember that because i well, kept he had he's the he's the one that i remember having a few good returns <laughs> like you know yeah I mean, he, otherwise it's been it's been you know, really bad we had philly that, brown like, returning kicks i think yeah, that was philly the last brown. touchdown we had for a punt return and that was we, fluky because someone like it got fumbled and he picked it up and ran it in yeah burson Person was back there for a while. Goldilocks himself. Oh man! I mean, so yeah, you know, it's a doomed position, a cursed position. But you know, hopefully, this guy can reverse the curse. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we are. It looks like we signed a guy specifically 
for that role, and I'm glad we did because I don't know why we haven't before. And Chase Blackburn, I don't know why you still have a job, but hopefully uh, he can turn his coaching career around. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, we've we've talked about the Chase Blackburn thing. I don't yeah. know why either, but uh, um, let's move on to the next guy here, Seth Devalve, tight end from Jacksonville, another one year, basically a million dollars guy. Um, I guess he's going to be brought in to compete with Ian Thomas, or maybe back up Ian Thomas. I still hope that we draft a tight end because I'm not excited about our tight end room right now. Uh, I think this guy is actually competing for the backup roles. I don't. I think Ian Thomas has that starting job. I know you don't like Ian Thomas. I I just see that he would probably have it over anybody else because you got to look at what Matt Rule seems to be really focused on: is young, faster guys guy. from Temple and guys from Baylor. But besides that, that <laughs> that's. That's number one. Whenever right. Matt Rule looks for a free agent or anything right now, he goes, okay, was he from Temple or Baylor or have I coached him before? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's probably a no, but let me go to number two. I want a <laughs> speedy guy who's young, who has something to prove. And I think that's what Ian Thomas is to him, and I think that's why he'll get a chance. Well, he definitely has something to prove because he's done nothing so far in his career. Uh I mean, the guy we signed in four years has 60 receptions for 736 yards, and that's in four years. Yeah, I'm not saying that he's like the savior of the tight end room, but I think he'll probably... I mean, Ian Thomas hasn't done anything to cement himself as the starter. That's all I'm saying. No, I mean, he wasn't drafted by Matt Rule. Matt Rule has no... Uh, allegiance to him, loyalty to him. You're right. You're absolutely right. There's no allegiance there. But the one year when Greg Olson was out, he had some flashes, and he was a young, raw guy coming out of college. And I'm hoping he's taken the step. I think he could. Well, this is something that you and I have disagreed on for years, really since Ian Thomas was even brought into the Panthers. You were excited about it. I didn't care. And our divides have just gotten deeper. I think since then. So this will be something to track, I guess, in the, in the season moving forward is what Ian Thomas does. Um, let's run through. There's only a few more here. Um, DeAndre white. He was on the team last year, uh, a practice squad last year. He actually, I think got into a game or two. Yeah. He had a couple of receptions, I think from wheel Greer and maybe Kyle Allen in the last game. Yeah. So that, I don't have the numbers on that, but it looks like it's just a one-year deal. Probably another, probably another practice squad for him. I, I don't even uh, think that. I think he gets gone. I think this is his third or fourth season, so I think he can't be on the practice squad anymore. Yeah. And then Keith Kirkwood, another wide receiver. Uh, this one was with the um, Saints. So maybe another little Joe Brady connection there. You know, some... Some uh, connection with the Panthers coaching staff. So, again, don't know much about him. Not super excited about it. Probably won't make the team. Yeah. I I even told you before we started this, I was like, we could even leave these guys out. No one's going to be emailing us or yeah. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to run through them. But, um, yeah, Kirkwood, I mean, he's he didn't even 
a recorded catch last year. So not super excited about that. Um, and then Trey Boston is not on this list, but we did we did sign him to a three year, eighteen million dollar deal. So we we were both happy about that. I think we that actually broke news last time we were doing the podcast. So we've talked about that a bit, but very very excited about that. Yeah, that that was an awesome signing for us. I think yeah. Trey Boston played and earned himself that contract. It was three years, eighteen million. So I think that's a good deal for him overall. And we need was some the, veterans on defense. Well, I was going to ask you. I don't remember. Was Eric Reed released since the last time we did a podcast? I do not know, but Eric Reed was released. I'm kind of shocked. Yeah, but I think I'm... it was after we did the podcast. Yeah. Uh, um. So yeah, you're right. I mean, I, if we're replacing Eric Reed with Trey Boston as sort of our number one guy in that, at that position, I'm happy with that because Eric Reed kind of sucked last year. Yeah, he did suck. I thought we'd. I thought we should have given him another year as he played well the year before. But new coaching staff, and they're just wanting to eat dead money, so they let him go. Yeah. God, give this Justin Burrow kid a chance. Hey, you know, I'd rather give him a chance um, because Eric Reed wants, he was okay that first year with us, then he got paid, and he sort of seems to have, you know, done what a lot of guys do when they get paid. Stop putting in the work. Yeah. So I got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, since free agency is pretty much done, there's a few guys out there that we may talk about here in a second. But with free agency done and the draft around the corner, how are you feeling about this team? I feel exactly how I felt, I think, before free agency started, that we're probably going to suck this year. Um, I like some of the moves that we've done. And I'm actually kind of surprised that we went out and signed a, a quarterback for what we did. I thought we would probably just run with the guys we had. Um. So yeah, I, nothing's really changed for me. Like I feel like this is a five-win team. Yeah, I, I agree with the five wins right now, but I am really confused on what this front office is thinking. Like. For example, signing Teddy Bridgewater instead of running with Cam Newton. Signing Robbie Anderson to a decent contract. Signing some, like, getting a returner. Because offensively, like I said, I feel like this team, if the O-line can hold up, could be a top 10 offense. But they're just, even though they sign guys on defense, but they're only signing them to one or two year deals. And our defense is so full of holes, it's going to be a Horrible defense. Well, in the, so in the NFL, you build through the draft. Like we know that, mm -hmm. right? So they're signing these all these guys, one to two year deals, really, except for Bridgewater and Boston. I mean, they're the only ones that got three years, and even those are really two year deals that you can get out of. So I see what they're doing. They're trying to put something on the field that people will want to come see, but not lock themselves into these terrible deals. Which really makes me wonder, what are they going to do with McCaffrey? Because by all rights, he should hold out until he gets a big deal. Uh, you're going into a whole different boot, boat with McCaffrey. I have no clue is what they're planning with McCaffrey. Because I feel like it's a tug or a, a push and pull with this front office of, hey, do we want to try to win? Because 
if you don't want to win, I don't see why you signed Teddy Bridgewater and Robbie Anderson. But then again, I also don't see why, if you're trying to win, why you cut all the players we did. It, it, I'm kind of at a loss. I don't know what this team front office really wants. Well, that, I think, like I said, I think they want to rebuild. And you're signing these guys to short-term deals with low money, low risk, very low. Even Bridgewater is very low risk. You know, if he doesn't work out, you just cut him after a couple of years. You go ahead and draft your guy now or you draft him next year. And But if Teddy happens to catch fire and be the guy that it looked like he was becoming in Minnesota, then you have struck gold. Okay. Here's my here's my counter argument. If we are rebuilding, what happens if the offense does catch fire, which there's a lot mm-hmm. of weapons on here. I, But our defense is still awful, and we win seven, eight games. We're going to be picking around 14th. We're not going to be able to get a court anybody of value to that defense well, well you can't really say well, that i mean you get def- you, you know anywhere in the first round really you can get quality defensive starters really you're just saying that if you don't have a top five pick you're probably not going to get one of the top two quarterbacks true but really. I, I guess guess my theory is i guess if in that scenario the offense took all so bridgewater would be your guy but right i just feel like I don't know if they want to rebuild or not, and I feel like they're struggling to define if they do or not. <sighs> Defensively, I definitely see rebuild. <laughs> Offensively, I see, hey, we have a chance. Well, so offensively, I mean, we ha- we already have a lot of young weapons on the team, mm-hmm. right? Offensively, we're super young already. Yeah, and Ian Thomas S- is ready to break out. And defensively, <laughs> I mean, if you look at who has been removed from this team whether it's from retirement or we just got rid of them other than cam it's pretty much been defense right mm-hmm. i mean olsen left but that was sort of written on the wall so your defense really has been decimated because veterans have been leaving but your offense you didn't have a ton of veterans to get rid of you've got rookies and you've got young guys on you know pretty good deals so I, I kind of get it. I think the defense, the the offense was kind of built well already. Um, adding Robbie Anderson, maybe maybe not something they had to do, but I think they got a good value for him. And again, he's another one of Matt Rule's guys, which I think had a lot to do with it. Yeah, I, we'll see. I'm I'm still kind of at a loss. That's my personal opinion. Well, it's a tough line to straddle mm-hmm. between, you know putting a, a product out there that nobody wants to come see because that's embarrassing. Tepper doesn't want to do that. But then also building for the future. It's tough. I mean, I don't envy these guys. I think they've done a pretty good job because they haven't locked themselves into anything. So if you're looking at it from that standpoint, I think they've done a great job. Um, I do want to just quickly touch on some of our major free agents that have left. Um, Gerald McCoy and Don Terry Poe both went to Dallas. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Like they're going to have, you know, 40% of their starting defensive line is going to be former Panthers last year. Because um, it was so good. Right. Because that was the, such the strength of our team. Gerald McCoy signed a three-year $18 million contract. I What are they thinking? Well, I guess it's essentially a one-year $6 million contract. Essentially. Um, that's, I mean, he was what eleven million dollars with us last year or something. Yeah. So, you know that's a pretty significant pay cut for him. Uh, and then Don Terry Poe, I don't have the numbers on that, so no idea. 
I don't even know that the, I think it was a three year deal, but I'm not sure. Actually, it says two years, $10 million. Who knows if he'll actually play? Yeah. You know, I, I'm just um, a little shocked that they even signed into a three year deal. I know it's essentially a one year deal, but yeah, well, he could be, I guess he could be a, a very solid backup there. I mean, he may not start for them. I don't know. I don't know what their defensive line situation is. Um, Bradbury, I think, was already signed when we talked last, but he went to the Giants three years, $43 million. Good for uh, him. Pretty uh, pretty much $15 million a year for him. Um, Greg Van Roten, that was somebody that we both hoped that we would re-sign. Man, he went to the Jets three years, $10.5 million. I'd I'd been happy to give that to him here. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think that's a little bit heavy for him just because he has been a journeyman. He's 30 years old. But essentially, it's a one-year, $3 million contract that you can get out of afterwards. Yeah, I, I would have accepted that. Yeah, I'd have loved to have him back, especially, I mean, we don't have anybody on our offensive line now except for the guys we drafted last year, basically. A- and John Miller. We have John Miller. We just <laughs> talked we about John Miller. John Miller from Cincinnati, <laughs> 27 years old. He's getting paid more than uh, Greg Van Roten. That's true. Um, three of our guys went to Panthers North. Buffalo, Mario Addison, Vernon Butler, and Daryl Williams all signed with uh, with old Sean McDermott up there. So coaches love the guys that are familiar with man. That's how it is. Addison, Addison got a good deal. Three years, thirty million. That's way more than he deserves at this that's point a, of his career. I was gonna say that's a that's a lot of money for him. Um, with us, let's see. That last contract he signed with us was three years, twenty two and a half. Has he really done enough to? No. Up his price no. by that much. <laughs> yeah. Um Butler Butler got a good deal for him. Two years, fifteen million. What has Butler shown? <laughs> Come on. I mean that's a big con like that's a decent sized contract for a defensive tackle. If it's he, more than he would have gotten on a fifth year option with us. He he's making more money than Gerald McCoy. Look. That's true per season, yeah. Now they do have an out after one year with him, uh, to where they can get out with only a million dollars dead cap. So, smart decision on their part to structure that deal like that because he might be terrible. <clears throat> might be, but you know he. I think he had a pretty good season last year compared to the rest of his career. He's young and he's athletic and yeah. he has potential. I, I get that, but that seems like a high contract for him. Daryl Williams, one year, no no contract information on him. Don't really care. Yeah, that's a Happy decent signing. Him. I could see him be a guard there and produce well. He was, you know, good at one time. Maybe mm-hmm. after that knee injury, he'll never be the same. But who knows? Maybe he can resurrect his career. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and then Olsen and Bruce Irvin both going to uh, Seattle. I don't want to hear it. I think that, we kind of nope. talked about that. Um. And that's basically it. The rest of the guys, the guys are still unsigned. Cam's still out there. Eric Reed, Ross Cockrell. I think we both would be happy to have him back. Right now, um, we have Dante Jackson as our only starting cornerback. Ah, that's tough. And yeah, Ugh, and that we, is tough. And we were sitting here thinking about trying to replace him last year because he played yeah, so horrible. That is tough. Um, those are really the only guys. Kyle Love's still out there, but I don't think he's coming back. He's pretty. He's Kind of getting up there in age. And he's not familiar with this yeah. team. I could see him going to Washington. 
Maybe as like a rotational yeah, backup Washington guy. Washington or even even Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, although they signed Butler, so they probably wouldn't sign both of them. But yeah, um, Colin Jones still out there. You want Colin Jones back? Happy trails, Colin Jones. Happy trails. What if we sign Colin Jones to like a two-year, two-million-dollar deal with the express stipulation that he only plays special teams? I'd be fine with that. He's a yeah. good special teamer. I just, he was a very good special teamer. I just don't want to ever see him in our defense again. Yeah, I agree. But honestly, right now, he'd be a starting corner on this team. <laughs> well, yes, by, by default. Um, let's talk about Cam real fast. What do you think happens with him? Well, I thought someone would sign him by now, but with uh, coronavirus going on, people can't really give him a physical. Yeah. I feel bad for him. Uh, I thought Chargers... Bad timing. Bad timing. I thought him. the Chargers should go after him, but supposedly they're not interested. If that's the case, he's going to probably have to take a ba- backup deal somewhere. He may. Yeah, you and I had a an off-air bit about Cam. You thought he was going to be signed. I still... I think it, he might go into the summer unsigned. I think it could be June or July before he gets signed. Now I agree with you with the way people aren't... I was shocked no one jumped at him with a two-year deal, a two-year $45 million contract that you can get out after one oh, year. no way. No way. Um, you don't think... I don't think he makes... I don't think he makes more than $10 million. I think he's signed to a one-year deal less than $10 million. Well, now, because I don't think he's going to get... No, I thought that the whole time because... But no, I'm saying I, I agree with that now yeah. because I thought he was someone was going to try to grab him for a starting job. Well, I, I certainly never would have thought if you would have told me two months ago that we were going to release Cam, I'd have been like, okay, I understand that. You know, that's we're sort of prepared for that. But that he would go unsigned through the first couple of weeks of free agency, and now it looks like not even be a starter in the league. Maybe not even be on a roster until training camp, you know, if training camp happens. Man, um, that's man, wild to me. That's man, crazy. This, this organization really screwed him over, man. Because if they were just going to release him, they should have released him before free agency hit. Then that way they get, gave him a chance to find a team. So you, you can look at it two different ways, I think. Supposedly, reports are coming out now that they've been trying to trade him since November of last year. That they had put it out there that he is available. Come get him. Nobody wanted to. Um, then they put the news out, obviously, right around free agency starting, that he was available for trade publicly. Um, nobody wanted to come get him. It would have been better for Cam to have been traded because he would get that $20 million. Right? He's not getting that $20 million now. Nobody's going to give him $20 million for a season. Or for next season, at least. Um, So I sort of think, you know, they were maybe trying to do right by him by trading him just so he could keep that cash. But obviously, with the coronavirus happening and not being able to give him a physical, that's hurt him worse than anything the Panthers have done to him. Hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, you know, dream scenario for me would he, he goes to the Patriots. Yeah. And just plays really well. Um, I'd love to see him excel with 
Bill Belichick. I think that'd be fun to watch. I would love to see Bill Belichick create an offense for him. That would be yeah. so much better than a what we've seen with North Turner and Oh god, he's so bad that I forgot his name. <laughs> Scott Turner? Scott not Scott Turner. Before Oh, you're talking about Shula? Mike Shula? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Well, Mike Shula, you know, at least got us to the Super Bowl. True. <laughs> but yeah, but, they uh But once people figured out Mike Shula Mike Shula was like, well, this yeah. is what I've done. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> right. It worked last time. Why isn't it working Triangle this time? makes triangle. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I think that's about it. Anything else you wanted to discuss? Tiger King, but you haven't watched it yet. I have not watched Tiger King. Nope. I am on my, uh, let's see, I rewatched Mean Girls last night. Which is great, great movie. I, I love, yeah. yeah. Tina Fey is a great yep. person. She wrote it, and yeah, that was yeah, a great movie. Yeah. Really like that movie. Um, I'm sort of doing a rewatch of Veep right now. Have you ever seen that? No, I have not. HBO. It's really good. Uh, Julia, Julia, Julia Louis Dreyfus, Vice President of the United States. It's funny. Yeah, Real funny. My wife and I are watching all the Marvel movies in the correct timeline so start with captain america then captain marvel nice. uh, we're we're punching through it we're almost to uh avengers 2 i'm looking forward to when this whole quarantine is lifted and you know i can send my son to grandma's house for a night so i can actually watch movies again because i don't really have the opportunity to watch mm. that many movies like mean girls it took me two days to watch yeah i could see that so you know, um, but I do want to see um, the hunt. That movie that was in theaters that they went ahead and put on streaming. I know. I don't know what that where is. it's like. It's like it seems like it's um, <laughs> like a liberal elites hunting. Oh yes, <laughs> members of the Republican Party. Is like, that what it is? I thought it was that's just sort of what it I thought it was just like. rich people hunting. Uh, poor people, basically. Yeah, I think that might be what it is, but it's it was very politically charged, and that was sort of what I was reading from some people was saying that it's like liberal elites hunting, you know, MAGA hat wearing. That seems contradictory, folks. though. Do liberal elites <laughs> believe in guns? Like, oh, that were there. You go. That's your conflict of the movie right there. Ouch. I mean, conflict what? built in. Either way, I do want to see it. It looks kind of yeah. funny, but um. Either way, all right. Well, I think that's it. Um, we'll be back what, in a couple of weeks to do our draft preview. Yeah, I kind of looked at the schedule. I think in two weeks we will be back with a draft preview as long as the draft is still going on, which right now it seems like it's going on, just not in Vegas. Yeah, seems like they're hell-bent on having it, which is fine with me because I need some sports right now. Yeah. <laughs> just do it in a studio and, you know... Pro Bowl. I mean, just vet everybody that's going to the studio. There won't be that many people, and just do the draft. Like, I don't know why there's a controversy around it. And people can easily, like, if you want to interview the draftee, you could do it via Skype. Yeah. What's the other option? I mean, you can't push the draft into August. You, there's no time. You know. And I don't need unless you're going to push the season back. Yeah, and maybe they can make it more fun. To be honest with you, I'm tired of the same old thing at least now you don't get to know the pick before they make it but yeah 
Maybe you can splash it up some more. Maybe show more highlights instead of, you know, 20 minutes of a guy walking, shaking hands before he actually gets to the stage. Yeah, and I don't need to see random kid in the audience upset over whatever pick. Yeah. Or, you know, random person in the audience excited about the guy that nobody's ever heard of, heard of you know. <laughs> and I, I mean... And I don't need the third round. I don't need to see some guy I've never heard of or a dog make a pick. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, I will kind of miss that. But um. <laughs> I, I'm actually anyway. thinking of a orangutan. It, it wasn't a dog. <laughs> the goldfish comes down and <laughs> points at one card. I, I do kind of wish that we were going to be able to see that. Uh, you know, the Las Vegas production that they were going to have. I hope that they do the draft there next year or something mm. because that's that seemed like it had it was just going to be right for comedy. I think they'll have to give it back to them one year just to, yeah. as an apology, yeah. even though it's not their fault. But I think that's it for today, isn't it? Yeah, my wife just texted me and said, Tell Jerry it's time for dinner. So. <laughs> I guess it's time for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for everyone listening to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. You can reach us at email at Meow Mix at, or sorry, mailbag at Meow Mix podcast. Dot com. Dot com. Please subscribe to wherever you're listening to this podcast. And tell your friends. Keep pounding. (laughs) And keep pounding. (laughs) All right, everyone. (laughs) Until next time, uh, we will be active on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Meow Mittens Podcast. And until next time, keep pounding.